Hey, welcome back to the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO. And I'm your host, Doug Lear. The last shot, the last shot for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Uh, we still have a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. We're going to get you a podcast extra with Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors, uh, and you can listen to them. You listen to Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. We know not everybody can listen to them on Saturday mornings. We know not everybody can listen to a podcast. So we break out a podcast extra for you each and every weekend. Before we do that, let's get you a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. You read her work in Dakota Country Magazine. She is an award-winning outdoors communicator, and she connects with uh, the people and the places, the bait shops, the gas stations, the motels, the resorts, the guides, to give us a better idea of where people are going, what they're doing, what they're finding outdoors. Well, Pat, what's cooking outdoors this week? Thanks, Doug. As we check elsewhere around North Dakota, after yet another round of snowy, rainy, icy, and windy weather, depending on what part of the state a person was in last weekend, it's not surprising that angling activity took a back seat. However, when the weather does cooperate, anglers are still finding success around the bridges on Devil's Lake, including Six Mile Bay along Channel A or U.S. Highway 2 bridges. Some nice-sized pike are being taken when the opportunity is available to get out. Lake Ashtabula is benefiting from the increased moisture and runoff from smaller creeks, and it's now at and will probably be above or near above its normal spring pool water elevation. Most docks likely won't get in place until weather and water levels stabilize. That could be the case as well on the Missouri River farther west, with some runoff coming in from tributaries after last weekend's rain and snow. However, Garrison Dam releases remain below normal. While the moisture from the recent storms will help, a majority of runoff into the Missouri River system reservoir of Lake Sakakawea comes from mountain runoff from Wyoming and Montana. But the weather brought welcome relief to another year of potential drought conditions across the state. It's probably not surprising either that reports from turkey hunters are about as scant as fishing reports. The weather really wasn't conducive for toms to strut or hunters to try to call in a bird. There's still time yet with the season open until May 15th. The birds might be more active when stable weather arrives. And finally, speaking of closing, the Light Goose Conservation Order closes May 15th as well. Appreciate that report. That is Pat Stockdale. And she is an award-winning outdoors communicator. Again, read her work in Dakota Country Magazine and various other publications across the Midwest. Right now, it's time to get you that podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. You hear Brewer and Agri gone outdoors at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. Not everybody can listen then, and not everybody can check out their podcast. So here is a podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. We're going to head out to uh, Western Minnesota in this segment, chat with Mike Witt, the Witt's Quality Bait in Detroit Lakes. Welcome, Mike. This is your first time on Gone Outdoors. It is. Thanks for having me. Open water season is fast approaching for a lot of places throughout our our listening area. Um, It's been here for a little bit. And for a lot of people, traditionally, Spring means live bait season, and if, and if it's live bait season, some people go out and get their own, whether they're getting their own crawlers or maybe trapping their own minnows. But for the most part, that means they're going to stop at a bait store. I'm assuming you're starting to get ramped up for uh, hopefully what's going to be a very busy summer season. 
Yeah, we're getting ready. We've been uh, taking everything down from the winter and putting all the summer stuff up, making all the orders, contacting everybody that I do get bait from uh, outside of what I get for myself, and we're excited. We had our first boat come through the parking lot this morning, and he picked up beetle strings and crappie minnows, and he was actually going to put the boat on the water in straight lake, he told me. Yeah, yeah, where it's open. open. <laughs> I, I was just going to say to Scott's comment about open water will be here soon. Not soon enough. We could we could use it a little bit quicker just given this last week. But, Mike, what's what's availability? What are you seeing as we kind of ease our way into this uh, um, spring season? What are uh, folks going to expect? I don't know. It's kind of a hope and a prayer right now as far as the bait goes. You know, a lot of the bait suppliers had a rough a rough winter, and most of your your sucker minnows, crappy minnows, uh, fad heads, uh, they're they're all farmed. You know, basically they're they're out in a pond. But uh, you know, I, I get I get all my bait from Rockies. They're real good to me. I, I wouldn't have a business without them. They they have had some. They had the drought last summer, and they had the rough winter this this year. They lost a lot of minnows, and and it's going to be hard to keep up with people. I mean, I I go out and get a bunch of stuff myself. I get a lot of my own shiners, creek chubs, red tails. Uh, I've been out every day for the last two weeks getting rainbows for the guys on the Rainy River. I just talked to Heather down at Rockies today, and she said that uh, the crawlers came in, and we got guys wanting the crawlers for sturgeon. So, I mean. Uh, we really don't know what it's going to be like. It it doesn't look good. It hasn't looked good for the last couple years here. I mean, we've managed. Uh, I've managed to keep everything in the store and, and and keep what people want. But I, it's hard to predict the future. Yeah, I, I bet it is. You know, and right now, a lot of people that are listening right now, Minnesota guys for sure, are probably thinking, "Man, are we going to have shiners? Am I going to be able to get shiners for fishing opener?" Which it's way too early to figure that out. That's a month away. And Mother Nature has a lot of tricks up her sleeve yet. So um, it's kind of hard to say what's going to happen there. But how many times, how many times a day, just roughly, do you get calls, people asking you, do you have this or do you have that? Because I got to believe it's got to be constant. You know, on average, we probably get a hundred calls a day and uh, when it gets closer to the season and during the season especially if there's a shortage on any sort of bait i mean we can get two or three hundred calls a day so when you talk a shortage of bait in my mind i'm picturing shiners early season yeah shiners early season and then probably red tails from there on out or chubs of some type yeah, and you know, you're, you, the average fisherman, honestly, it, I've noticed the last couple of years, you know, the the cost of getting red tails and chubs is, is huge. And we get a lot of guys that, that see the 12 to 13 and the $15 price tag on the, on the, on the dozen of, uh, of, of chubs or, or red tails. But there's a lot that goes into it. You know, we got, look where gas prices are. And we spend a lot of time on the road going out there and getting them and, and all the time. And uh so most of our tournament guys and league fishermen are, are on the chubs and the red tails the, the rest of the guys will will fish a fathead and i think the fathead is a a minnow that uh a lot of guys have left behind <laughs> what is your best selling bait the the one that people come in and ask for the most i would assume it's probably crappie, crappie minnows, minnows or fatheads fat yep. yep, crappie minnows and fatheads and to be honest for two and a half months out of the year night crawlers and leeches 
I mean, the minnows almost stop after the after the shiners are done, and everybody figures out that we're not going to get any more, and that phone stops ringing. The next phone call is, "Do you have leeches?" And 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 normally, you know, la, la, it's funny. We were just, I was just talking to the guy that I checked traps with today, and uh, we had eight pounds of leeches in the tank on Easter Sunday last year. So, speaking of leeches, it seems like early season availability is kind of difficult, and then later season um, size availability is difficult. And it's mainly just a month or a month and a half uh, where you can pretty much get whatever you want. Is that true? It it is. You know, it it, it is the the other problem that we're seeing. You know, I, I buy a lot of leeches from a lot of different trappers and then me and a, a buddy of mine uh, work side by side and trapping leeches. And, and I honestly, in my opinion, I believe that the problems we see in leech availability is every guy I know that traps, I don't know, but maybe two hand two I, I probably know 10 guys that are under the age of 50 that trap we have no one no youth out there trapping leeches so there's an opportunity there is there there definitely is there uh, there's there's a gap for a lot of young guys to get in there and and you know especially if they could go find one of these other older gentlemen and 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 and, and mentor them into it uh that would be the best way to do it you know, Mike, the last decade we've been dealing with invasive species, zebra mussels, just all of that whole environment that never really existed when when you and I and Scott were growing up. And it's definitely impacted bait. Do you see okay. changes, you know, continuing as we move forward? Do you think we've found a plateau where where we're comfortable and, and things can continue operating as they are? Oh yeah, you know, I, I think so. You know, they're, they're running a program this year. I wish I had the name of it. I just had it here. They actually just came in to drop my tags off today for uh, invasive species to sand shiners, but they're running a pilot program this year uh, to allow guys to actually put traps back in lakes that are invasive. And it's only seven lakes. Otter Tail's one of them. Uh, the rest are Mille Lacs, Red Lake, up by Duluth. Uh, I wish they would have done one close to here to the hometown, but they didn't. Uh, but, you know, if they can figure out that that's not going to be a harm and that we're only going to put the trap in that lake and we're gonna, not going to use it anywhere else, that'll change the deal on shiners. And then and then that will just lead into things progressing into the rest of the bait because you know another thing is they lifted the vhs uh testing for us but we still have a million other hoops to jump through as far as permits and paperwork and tags but but they also added the fathead minnow to the vhs list so uh that ain't gonna help nothing either well yeah that part won't but you know it sounds like they're trying to work with work with everybody and that's a step in the right direction so oh yeah no they um, work very hard they work very hard at uh you know in my experience they work very yep. hard at, at accommodating you and getting everything you need all right we got to finish up here pretty soon not quite yet but one thing i wanted to talk about we won't be able to talk about it to the length that i had hoped is is artificials Bait stores don't just sell live bait. They sell a lot of artificials. And when I was in your store last week, I noticed you really, really ramped up uh, all of the tackle that you have there uh, to try and make yourselves as full service as you can for the angler. Uh, real quickly, have you noticed a lot of difference, a lot of people that are switching to artificials more often? 
Yeah, no, I, I think they're using the, the hot bait when it's available and then and then they're immediately switching to the plastics and there's so many to choose from now. Yeah, there certainly is. And it's it's always an option all the time. All right, Mike, we appreciate you coming on Gone Outdoors. Mike Witt, what's quality bait in Detroit Lakes? We appreciate it. Thank you. Well, that is going to wrap things up for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Appreciate the podcast extra being made available by Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Uh, make sure you check out them Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock. And then also you can check out their podcast at kfgo.com. This has been the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO and FM 104.7. Till next time, I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.